Welcome to Songwriter Trists, an intimate podcast that interviews artists about the art of songwriting and find out more about the life behind the songs. I'm singer-songwriter Ray Lee, your host for this show. Music saved my life and I want to talk to other songwriters about the power of songwriting, talk about their journey and how they got to where they are today. This is a safe space to share stories, lessons and emotions, all the great things that build an amazing song. For more information on this podcast and the guests, visit songwritertrists.com. Welcome to the Songwriter Trist with Mary Haller. Thank you so much for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. It's an honor and a pleasure. Uh, it's, um, I'm excited because we have actually co-written together and I haven't done that many podcasts with people who have actually written a song with. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I've done a few, but it, it's really nice to um, have an opportunity to get to know you a little bit better because we did all our co-write all essentially via email, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. It was. This is the first time we've actually spoken. you like so much I know um, see this is this is needed so um I'm looking forward to learning a bit more about you and your musical background to find out what your influence was not just in my song that we wrote together that's coming out soon which is exciting I know. but um just just everything you've been doing and how you got to that point where Marty sent me your email <laughs> oh. so let's Let's start with, in your own words, can you please introduce yourself and tell us who are you and where do you come from? Yes. Um, so I just listened to your Jake Arthur interview and I had to chuckle because he grew up in Massachusetts and now lives yeah. in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And I'm the opposite. I grew up in Ann Arbor, Michigan and am now living in Massachusetts. <laughs> so I'd love to meet him sometime. That was just yeah. kind, of, kind of funny to me. Um, but like I said, I grew up in the Midwest. Um, I was active in music throughout my childhood and benefited mm-hmm. from some really high quality music programs and instructors from grade school through high school and college. But I'm more classically trained. So I played in bands, which is really big in the Midwest, wind ensembles, marching bands, orchestra. Then once I came out to Boston, I did more orchestral music and African drumming, but it was always a hobby. Um, yeah. But I had really powerful experiences Um throughout my childhood through high school and college in particular in music Mm -hmm. ensembles and it made me know that I wanted to that I had to really dedicate my life to music in some way but I knew I didn't want to spend my life in a practice room and I didn't really know how to do that so I I ended up for most of my career working in arts administration Um, I worked for organizations in Boston including the Boston Symphony Orchestra 
um, and most recently at MIT, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, where I had a really interesting title of Director of Arts Communication. Um, so I sat behind a desk, I supported other artists, I pitched mm-hmm. stories to newspapers about the arts at MIT, I was the editor for the arts newspaper at MIT, but oh, I goodness. did not know that songwriting was even a thing for a non-performing artist, which I was, which I am, yeah. or, I mean, not, yeah, non-performing, non-performing writer rather, um, yeah. until later in life, um, until my daughter was a baby, like 15 years ago, she's yeah. a, a toddler, she's 18 now, right. and one of my babysitters was writing songs and traveling to Nashville, and until then, I know you interview a lot of people that say, yes, I've been writing songs since I was seven year old, years old, I didn't write my first song until I was in my early 40s. Wow. So, you know, and it was yeah. a real, a real revelation and a real blessing to discover like, oh, this is how I'm supposed to dedicate my life to music. Yeah, as much too. as I, as much as I loved my jobs in arts administration and working and being surrounded by amazing artists and amazing people mm-hmm. in university environments and Boston Symphony Orchestra and a Tanglewood. Um, it wasn't until I discovered songwriting. Again, in my early 40s when I felt like, okay, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, you know? Yeah. (laughs) And I I know you just interviewed Pat Patterson, so like following him, he's like a hard act to follow. I'm amazed, but he was also (laughs) one of my first influences when I first, you know, started being curious about songwriting. I realized I had no idea what I was doing. So I drove into Boston to Berkeley to for an online workshop with pat patterson you're one of the people who've done that yeah (laughs) yeah and it was a revelation and i just loved all of his things he was saying about rhyming and about sensory writing and it really appealed to me and then at one point in the conversation he said oh yeah and there's this online program and my ears just perked up like oh you know i can do this online and learn you know learn the craft of it and that was kind of how it started (laughs) That's amazing. And to come into it so late mm-hmm. and, and yet you had so much pre-training. I think like y- you had such experience with music growing up all through your life and you knew that about you. Mm-hmm. you know, maybe it was just that right timing for you at that time to, to get into songwriting. I guess. I guess. I mean, I love what I love about songs and songwriting is that I love language. I was an English major in college Mm. and I love music and I love psychology, but I never really thought about putting them together. And even just (laughs) language and music, it's like bringing chocolate and peanut butter together. Like, wow. Mm. (laughs) Um, The whole is really more than the sum of its parts. And that, you know, being able to put these two loves, language and music together into a thing, a song is like, wow really powerful for me and i just love how songs can be transcendent and transporting really yeah and i love what you said about psychology as well being a part of that mix not a lot of people talk about that but Mm -hmm. i mean it's emotional isn't it and that's isn't that what a psychology is it is yeah Yeah. the neuroscience of it is fascinating Mm -hmm. to me too um yeah but like the psychology of of language and of you know figuring out how to say something in such a way that a listener can relate to it and bring their own experience to it i'm fascinated by that um Mm. yeah i love that I, i love it when people do it 
you know, mm-hmm. like I just seeing people light up in their vulnerability, but you can, and just seeing them express themselves through music, it's just like, ah, oh, it gives me chills. I've been going to so much more original music gigs and I don't know why I haven't done more of that in the past. You know, it's just so incredible mm. to watch people in their element being who they are. It's beautiful. Mm. Um, you said you wrote your first song in your 40s. Can, mm-hmm. Do you remember the story of, of how you wrote your first song? You know, I don't remember the actual song, but I know it had like, 10 verses <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I, and I really didn't know that there was such a thing as commercial song structure. And I really yeah. wanted to know that though. I wanted to kind of understand what made a song commercially viable um, yeah. in a market, in the marketplace. And that was kind of the public relations part of me that came in like, Oh, okay, yeah. I can do this, but how do I do it in such a way that it's viable in a marketplace marketplace? And that was fascinating yes. to me. But when I was working at MIT before I discovered songwriting or kind of around that, that time, I um, wrote this long poem um, and it had like, again, 16 verses to uh, uh, melody of an existing song and it was kind of for a farewell party for someone who was leaving and i realized i'm loving this i'm loving writing this i love rhyme i'm like you know i wrote rhyming poems as a child but i never really thought of that as songwriting it really wasn't um but i just like love that creative process and and the rhythm of words and mm. putting words to a rhythm um that was just like really cool to me um but yeah i know my first songs were like I had no idea what I was doing, <laughs> but we all love our first songs, don't we? You know, and and they're they're so special. But but yeah, I was anxious to kind of get on with it and learn yeah. how to how to do Be it commercial. Uh, in a commercially viable way, an accessible yeah. way. Yeah, I mean, if there's something that you're doing as a career, it is something that we have to consider. Like when I first started writing songs, it was just an expression of who I was. And I think a lot of people do that and that's fine. But if you're trying to make a career out of it and this is your business, you do have to consider it being received by other people. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Otherwise, no one's going to buy it. Well, I mean, they might do, but you know, (laughs) yeah, it's it's been done before. Let's just follow what um, has been done and then add your own flavor to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I mean, and that's actually, that's, that's mean. I mean, you never know what's going to be the next thing. And sometimes change takes us all by surprise. So you never know. Do what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> was there a clear moment or do you remember what it was that tugged your heartstrings towards music? And what was it maybe even when, when you found out about the whole songwriting thing, like what was it that made the penny drop for you and went, yep, this is it. This is me. Well, I was in high school. I had some really powerful experiences that made me just want to dedicate my life to music. I, I played the flute and I had some really wonderful experiences. One of them in particular, in my senior year, I was a member of the McDonald's All-American Marching Band that no longer exists. But it, yeah. but it was just this incredible music-making experience where, um, uh, you know, we were brought together two people from each state in New York City for the Macy's Parade um, and then Los Angeles for the Rose Bowl Parade and just making music at such a high caliber and forming these relationships from people with people from all over the country was so powerful and it was like this real gift to me and just again made me realize I want to dedicate my life to music I don't know how I'm going to do that but I just felt this overwhelming urge to do that Um, 
But then once I got to Nashville, I had some really powerful experiences, one of which was at the Bluebird Cafe, which you've probably heard of. And, mm-hmm. and I, you know, was there for the first time at a NSAI um, event and a woman I met said, Hey, I've got this extra ticket to go to the Bluebird, Bluebird Cafe. And I was like, hmm, okay, I don't know what it is, but I'll go. And <laughs> an hour later, I was sitting there in tears, you know, just, Aww. you know, three feet away from these amazing songwriters listening to songs that I've heard on the radio in this whole new way and developing yeah. a whole new appreciation for the craft and the art of songwriting. So I mean, every step of the way I've had, I feel like I've had some gift of just a revelation and a feeling of just being alive like that. And, and a lot of it has to be, has, has been through experiences like that, listening to music or people I've met or songs I've written where you just kind of get in the flow and lose yourself. Um, mm-hmm. But again, there, you know, um, I benefited from some really great influential experiences as a young person that just made me feel like I love music, all kinds of music. And mm-hmm. Um, just ha- got to be a part of it, and to and I feel really blessed to have found you know a place where I can you know still be learning and still pushing myself and mm-hmm. be around and you know have met this wonderful Nashville community that I feel so blessed um, to be some small part of, and to yeah. have people at Nashville who believe in me and who support me and who I'm learning from all the time. Um, it's fantastic. I feel very grateful. Yeah, it, it's so amazing to have a space that can celebrate wins with you and because songwriting is very, it can be very isolating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're not a songwriter, they don't get it. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and so it's nice to be able to talk to people who, who get it. They know the the struggle or of toying over an idea for however long it takes to get the right words together and then you finally have the chorus or the verse or the hook or even the full <laughs> song. And and to be so excited to finish something and then be able to share it and work on it. Um, if you're not a songwriter, I think they must think that it just comes out easily. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? I know. Um, I, and sometimes yeah. it does, but um, yeah. yeah, I mean, each each song for me is a little journey, a little lesson, a little adventure, yeah. whether I'm writing by myself or writing with someone else. And that each one happens in a different way. Each one has a different life. It's just kind of interesting to see you know, where they're going to, where they're going to take me. <laughs> yeah. How they're going to grow up and become little songs in the world doing their thing. Oh. It, it is really nice. It's a, it's a fun craft to be able to do and it's good to be able to share it with people. And that's a little bit what this is about is just sharing because the more we learn, the more we connect. That's what music does. It connects us. So absolutely. Why not talk about it? <laughs> absolutely. And I have so much admiration for people who are artists like you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a, such a whole different skill set in addition to songwriting to be able to do both. I just have so much admiration for people know to know how to how they can get on stage and, and record and take care of their voice. And mm-hmm. I guess I'm kind of in awe of people like you that um, can not only write songs but also perform them. And I love you know, trying to write with artists and support them and help them um, kind of tell their stories in a way that's um, that's authentic for them, but also can be translated to a listener 
Um, I like the challenge of working with artists like that, but again, I have just so much respect and awe for people like you that have uh, that are artists and have beautiful voices. And, Thank um, you. I just so you know, I I only started singing in public like last year. I did not know that. Yeah, after Nashville, I was like, right. I've got to get over this stupid fear and <laughs> oh, start wow. singing. And um, it's huh. been an incredible year. But, yeah, I think that knowing that there was that community of people behind me and I didn't have to do it all by myself and I could get affirmation and validation and all of those things just gave me that co- extra confidence. Wow. Oh, no, like a foundation that... Uh-huh had something to fall back into that if I, I go on stage and I sing and I completely mess it all up that I feel like the community is still there, you know, and I've got yes. my family and it's not going to swallow me whole anymore. Whereas I think mm. before I thought that if I did that and I messed it up, it was going to swallow me whole. And <laughs> mm. um, It was a very, very scary thing. And I don't know, I needed that encouragement, which I got from that community. So... that and it's so important to have people back you but when you talk about um co-writing and for, for on the opposite side as an artist to be able to co-write with someone that is there to support what you're saying and how you want things to come across and it's kind of like sometimes when like when i've written a song that's by myself i don't know if anyone gets what i'm talking about <laughs> you know i can feel like so weird and that's going to connect more people to the world so it's an important thing that that we need to do for each other. And um, I really appreciate it. So thank you. Absolutely. Oh, I love that you recognize that, you know, that you realize that that's a part of it is not only the self-expression, but also figuring out how um, a listener can, again, translate that to their own experience and connect to it, back to that word connection that I know is important to you and and to me too. Yeah, we've got to relate. Um, Because if we can't relate to each other, then what are we doing? You know? Absolutely. (laughs) What art is all about. Uh, So do you have like a why or a a mission behind your songs and what you want to impart into them? You know, it's interesting. I want to move listeners. I want to lift them. I want to show and tell them that it's okay to feel things. It's okay Mm -hmm. to not own, you know, to be not only happy and playful, but to be sad, to be angry, to be jealous, to be resentful and that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. And also because once you, once you feel it and validate those things, you can let it go and move on. Mm -hmm. You know, the only way out is through. And I think songs have a role to play in that they can get you through mm. um having said that as a commercial songwriter i am trying to write more positive up-tempo songs yeah. these days um and i love writing with artists but 
in the end, I'm also I'm really driven by the craft itself, by aiming for each song to be better than the last, by the discipline of it. I don't know if you've ever read the book The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. But that's kind of a Oh, it's it's fabulous. It's really uh, it's really valuable to me. It's um you know, he talks about how every single human being struggles with self-sabotage and and mm-hmm. that the reason is because of what we label resistance and and mm-hmm. how it's it's better to be <laughs> better be in the middle of the ring being gored by the bull than to be outside of you know outside waiting on the you know pavement outside and yeah. and just so i think again even though i want to have an end result and ultimately i want to uh, write songs that are going to bring financial abundance for myself and my publisher. But yeah. in the end, I also love the process. I love the relationships that I've made through songwriting. And mm-hmm. again, I'm just driven by the craft and trying to find the right line to say what I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the process of losing myself in the process, um, you know, kind of getting in the zone. Yeah. Um, I, I love just, just that, that yeah. in and of itself, the journey the process in and of itself, whether or not there's an end result. So I kind of say both things, you know, I'll say, I want to move listeners. I want them to help them work through things, but there's this kind of part of me that just like loves it for the craft of it, (laughs) the discipline of it. Absolutely. I just love storytelling, whether it's Mm. whatever it is. I've, I've done acting, modeling, performing, stage stuff. It's like, if it's telling a story and I can help in some way create, whatever it needs to be created to tell that story. Yeah. Yeah. I love, you know, know, you can create a little world for a listener to be transported into for three minutes. That's like fascinating to me. Yeah. I I think it's really powerful. I think of it. um, I think Marty Dodson in his book, writing better lyrics, I think, no, I can't remember. Anyway, it's one of the books Uh in the recommendations list. Oh yeah. But but, um, they talk about the furniture and the storytelling and, almost like describing the scene in a verse so that yes. people can put themselves in the scene and like how powerful two or three words can be mm-hmm. to just mm-hmm. put put themselves in a, in a space in their own life. And, yeah. Um, yeah, that fascinates me. It's like how incredible is that, that we can paint a picture with words and music right. and put them together and it's like we transport people, don't we? It's um, yeah. Yeah, very fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Cool. So you do a lot of co-writing. I do. I do. I yeah. do solo writing and I do co-writing. I do, I like top line writing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I'm very music driven. So I love writing to a track, um, yeah. writing melody yeah. and lyric to a track. Um, and um, yeah, I love it all. <laughs> I actually, I lo- I've only done that a few times, writing melody or like writing lyrics over a track that's already been done, like a beat. Mm-hmm. I, I really like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. like, cause I feel like the song's half done, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah it like, takes me, it takes me places that I would, wouldn't necessarily go on my own. It takes me through, you yeah. know, different chord changes. Um, you know, uh, it provides like a little structure. So it seems a little less open-ended and a little less scary. Yeah. Cause <laughs> Um, in some ways, um, I like having boundaries and limits in some ways you know, and kind of being free within those boundaries and limits. And that's to mm-hmm. me what 
top line writing is like. Um, yeah. And I do like, you know, writing more pop and hip hoppy stuff. And sometimes, mm. you know, a top line can take me there. <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I have my first hip hop collaboration coming out next year, actually. Um, awesome. This is really cool. I like I love hip hop, but I'm not a rapper. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but I love I love it when rappers and singer songwriters work together. And uh-huh. so I met these guys, and um, yeah, we're getting a track done. And I'm like, I'm just so excited to to hear it because yeah, the beat's been done. I sang the songwriter bit in a certain section that they sent me. Oh and, my gosh! I can't and wait to hear this. A rest, and I'm just like, it's going to be so different to all of the work that I've ever done. And yeah, uh-huh. I'm I'm so excited about it and yet I'm so hands-offy like I'm just literally the singer <laughs> um, just the singer well I wouldn't put it like that but I can't wait to hear that but yeah no okay. I'm excited about it so you just you brought that up with um your hip-hop yeah. mentioned and I love rap music have you mentioned rap I mean you know I yeah. love one thing that drew me to country music was commercial country and pop country and the pop elements that are yeah. in commercial country now, including all the internal rhyme, the rappy sections, yeah. you know, there's some really cool, fun, playful rhymes and, and just pure rap. I mean, Vanilla Ice and those guys, I mean, oh my yeah. gosh, the lyrics are like just brilliant and incredible. Um, yeah. Can, they have more lyrics to work with too. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, um, but I love artists that can kind of work, can do that rapid fire stuff too. <laughs> I, love, yeah. I love writing writing those kinds of songs. So I, I wanted to that. ask you about your co-writing experience and what is it that you do to set up a co-write, and what do you do when you go into a co-write? Um, well, I try to be prepared. I do my research on if it's writing with an artist. You know, kind of who they are as a as an artist. What kinds of songs they've you know, been recording and working on. Um, Mm. But I also try to be open to kind of receiving what's in the room. Um, You know, I have to say, I've been, I love Nashville because so many people I write with have this spiritual sense of like, the song is already written and it's a matter of allowing it (laughs) um, into the room and allowing it into your being. And, you know, it's not something I usually talk about but there's an element of that that um i think being prepared in a tangible way kind of allows that um i know my um, relax as well yeah i know my you know publisher woody bomar says sometimes you know sometimes i he's a writer songwriter too and and sometimes he says you know sometimes i get my ideas just on the way to the co-writing session Mm. so i try to be open to that and that's happened for me too like kind of what's what's in the world today what's in the room today um having said that i want to prepare and i feel more confident going in if i have obviously i I always have ideas um but i also don't want to be wedded to those ideas i want to kind of Mm. see you know, kind of what's in the room and how, what my role is going to be that day. I know Marty and Song and Clay and Song talk, Town talk about that too, kind of mm. knowing what your strengths are, reading the room, you know, t- is today your day to lead the co-write? Is today mm. your day to get the coffee? I mean, they're both <laughs> valuable. Um, co-writing scares me. It still does. Um, mm. You know, and I, I wrote with a 16-year-old yesterday, and we were both were talking about how we were so nervous going into it, and, <laughs> and it was just kind of reassuring, like, okay, I'm nervous too, you're nervous, okay, let's get past that, and it was great, it was, yeah. it was totally fine, but just kind of acknowledging that, like, 
Okay. But each time I do it, like, like many things in life, you just feel more and more comfortable. And I feel much yeah. more comfortable and confident now than I did a month ago. And certainly a lot more than I did four years ago. So um, it's practice, but each time it makes me a little nervous. And I have to admit, I like writing how you and I did over email because <laughs> I, I can kind of go away and think about it and be the song doctor, you know, and, and say, okay, yeah. I, I would. here's what I su- suggest, you know, to try and help it make what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can take it or leave it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I know the Nashville style is, okay, get in a room, get a song in two or three hours. Yep. And I am still working up to that because I'm not a real fast writer. And I do mm-hmm. like being able to go away from something, you know, take a walk and come back to it. Ah, okay, got that line, you know. So I'm still trying to get up to speed, to be totally honest with um, <laughs> some of the people I write with in Nashville that are so amazing and can really just write these amazing songs in two to three hours. Um, yeah. I'm getting better at it, but it's not natural for me to do it that way. So I love uh, the way that you and I wrote by email. <laughs> yeah. And that, but that's where I love to write with people who really understand that whole, you know, dare to suck, if you will. They just, just to yeah. kind of be free and say what you can say. And it's always really cool to see what someone else can do with that. Like you may have a, you know, I may have a line or a title or whatever and have a kind of a set idea that I think would work for it. And someone else can take it in this totally different direction. And like, Oh, what? That is so cool. I can't, you know, that's to me one big value of co-writing just to kind of just get me out of my own box. Um, and also, like I said, to, to face my fears a little bit and kind of put myself out there and, and more and more, I just, I love people who I just enjoy being with and hanging with, <laughs> you know, yeah, um, that really is the best. Although yeah. it can be less productive, I find. Because I, <laughs> that's, yeah, true. Just that's true. That's true. That's true. But I just I love the playful part of co-writing and, you know, yeah. feeling more comfortable, <laughs> you know, to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is fun. Is there a song um, that you've had cut that you would say was your favorite to create? Um, hmm. The favorites probably haven't been cut yet, <laughs> but um, I know, right? Um, <laughs> but I mean, some of the songs I've had cut recently um are really special to me like one like fight with you um a song i wrote with low miller and avram topel um was recorded by an artist ashley amber and um i you know i really love what she did with it i love that the pop elements of it um but that it can kind of live in this pop and pop country world um you know, another song I wrote with Michaela Clark and Victoria Banks that Michaela just recorded and released in Canada called Taken. I, I love the message of that, like, be yourself because everyone else is taken. And I remember writing that song and just feeling like, wow, you know, it just it was such a great message, yeah. um, you know, f- for us, for me, for, you know, someone like myself that has an 18-year-old daughter, you know, just... Um, you know, that um, that meant a lot to me, too. And to see those now out um, in the world, um, you know, getting heard and appreciated by other people um, is, is great. It, it really makes me feel good. I would rather fight with you. Stay up all night with you. Be slamming doors, shouting curse words. It's still what I would choose. Over their best. I would rather fight with you. Yeah, I 
love the sound of that one. I'm going to check that one out, actually. Um, what's the best advice that you've ever been given, do you think? Um, well, like I said, there's the whole, like, dare to suck, if you if you will. Sorry if I, yeah. <laughs> if I use that word. But um, dare to make mistakes. Um, yeah. You know, on one side, there's the craft side. There's the Pat Patterson, tap into your senses. You know, use all of your senses, sensory writing. There's Jason Bloom, repetition, repetition, repetition. Some of those lessons that I've learned as the craft. Um I'd also say learn the basics of the business, you know, keep good records, good files. It's not fun, but it's important. I'm learning that um, more and more as I understand the business a little bit better. Um, be professional, put your relationships first, um, you know, take chances, be playful, um, you know, look at, look at it as being part of a team, you know, when you're, when you're co-writing and um yeah, you know, I think have fun and be true to yourself. That's beautiful. Yeah, I, I feel That's like a lot there. For a while. you've got a lot, you've got a lot. And, um, you know, and how long have you been doing this for? Like 15, 15, 16 years. And I'm learning yeah. every day. Oh, my gosh, yes. I'm learning all the time. I'm taking a class right now um, with yeah. Michelle Weiss-Maslin in Los Angeles on um, – from song to sync and it's more about film and tv writing so it's been yeah. kind of nice for the last few months at a time when so many things are on hold due to covid to be yeah. feeling like i'm um furthering my education and furthering my learning and learning more mm. of the business and learning more of the sync the film and tv side of the business um mm. and um that kind of writing and challenging myself in new ways. Again, it feels good to just be growing. Um, and I'm just learning all the time. I'd love you to send me that. Um, is it an online course for film and TV? Uh, it's not an online course. Um, but it's, I think she's going to be doing another one next year. It's a pretty intense, very intensive, like 20 week, um, course, but there's a lot, I mean, there's a lot of different courses out there, yeah. um, to learn more about it. And it's, um, you know, very much focused on the business and organization. Mm -hmm. And I'm realizing I have a, I have a lot to learn, but I'm enjoying, <laughs> enjoying learning it a lot. I know. The more I learn, I think the more I realize there's more to learn. <laughs> oh, that's for sure. It just, it just like the list of things gets longer and longer, but um, I, I've, I'm really drawn to film and sync as well, and I think mm -hmm. because it it's a bigger storytelling craft, and I love acting and, and movies and, mm. and and just how they all evolve and how music plays such a massive role in that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's yeah. a really interesting part um, for people who are interested in that side of songwriting. Um, yeah. That's Supporting kind of where screen. my heart yeah. is as well. Yeah. What about um, advice? that you would give to someone who is just starting like me, say it's my first year of being a songwriter. <laughs> what should I do? <laughs> um, you know, like I said, I enjoyed taking classes um, through Berkeley online. There's classes through many online organizations, song you through song town, um, you know, learn the rules and then you can discard them <laughs> once you know them. Um, if you want to do commercial songwriting, um, I find it, I found it helpful just to learn the craft and learn some of the rules. And again, then you can choose whether or not you want to follow them for any, you know, given, given song, but there's so many resources out there online to learn, to learn songwriting. Um, I would also say, you know, like me, your, your, your age is your asset. <laughs> so in my yeah. case, it was a little bit older. Um, 
And that I feel like my wisdom, if you will, haha, is is an asset. I also have an eighteen year old daughter who kind of who keeps me current, and you know, kind of we talk about more current music a lot, and um, yeah. Which I love. But when I say your age is your asset, I also say that to a 16 year old, uh, to a 14 year old, to a 30 year old, you know, kind of draw from what you're going through at that stage in your life um, Mm. into your songs because your listeners are going to be able to relate to that from, you know, when they were that age or when they had that emotion. Um, So, you know, tap into that, um, you know, overhear conversations, <laughs> you know, yeah. every, there's so much great songwriting fodder all along, you know, all around kind of use all your, your senses to pick up on that, whether it's, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, you know, yeah, watching TV or, you know, overhearing conversations. I tell my friends, like, anything you say is fair game. So, yeah. um, uh, you know, just be a sponge um, to pick yeah. it all up because that's what makes songs real, you know, and not sound contrived. And, um, you know, is when you can really say something in a conversational way or, you know, use... Um, you know, even as a slang term that you, that you know, the, that you understand the meaning of um, in such a way that makes it feel real and fresh. And um, um, yeah, I guess, you know, just trying to be authentic, you know, um, I actually love writing, you know, out of, uh, in characters. I, I mean, I love writing male songs. Um, and so, and again, as a, non-performing writer i love that challenge of trying to write for people with different life experiences than me so that sometimes mm-hmm. involves research i mean i'll go online i'll i'll read blogs you know by mm-hmm. guys or whatever just to try and like kind of get in their brains for better or worse um <laughs> but um but, I, find, I find it a lot harder to and i mean it's easy for me i guess because most of the time when i write a song it's because it's something that i want to sing yeah. But it, it's so hard to write from someone else's perspective. Like even if yeah. I'm doing a duet, I find it really hard to do the, like work out what the guy's going to say. It is. Yeah. yeah, it can be. It can be. I love the challenge of that. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, and that's, and get feedback, you know, get, I would, again, back to kind of advice. I would say get feedback from people yeah. um, and you'll find that it's a very subjective thing you know one person's favorite line is going to be the line that someone else just says take it out <laughs> but in the end you know find common look for the common threads with listeners find a few people who you really trust as um song critiquers song evaluators and kind of go back to them and and um you know find those mentors find those people who care and who want to get to know you as um as a writer who can kind of be with you throughout your career. Cause it's, um, it's a process and I've had people like been fortunate to have people like that, um, who would critique my songs. Um, I worked with a woman, Alex Forbes in New York for a while, one-on-one and, um, really learned a lot just by, you know, having her pick apart my songs and, you know, the first few ones I would spend about three days in the fetal position after she critiqued them. And and then after, you know, a couple of years was like, okay, I'm only 30 minutes in the fetal position. (laughs) So so you just get, you get, you know, a tougher skin and you get better at it. And, um, but having someone like that, you know, who's good at, um, teaching and critiquing, um, from a listener standpoint can help you learn through your writing, um, has been really valuable for me. Critical feedback is so important. 
Yeah. It's the fastest way to learn, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I love how um, I know that the Songtown community, they have the the feedback forums and you can yes. just do a song and they, and they actually have a drop ba- drop down box saying, go easy. <laughs> or, <laughs> or, or they have a drop down box. Lay it on me. Lay it on me. Yeah. Right. Like, I, and that's probably good because if you're aware that you're, you, you don't take criticism very well, then they can be sensitive to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, the harsher you allow people to um, give feedback and the more you can control your emotional reactions to it, um, the, the better you're going to be because yeah. I learned so much more from people saying, oh, I really don't like this part of the song because then it allows me to actually then analyse it. Whereas if everyone's like, yeah, it's great. And then it's yeah. like, well, uh, you know, couldn't it be better in some yeah. way? Perfect. Yeah. Like tell me what you don't like because I, mm. I want to yeah. it, you know. So, yeah, but it, it takes um, a, a certain level of maturity and self-awareness, I think. Um, yeah. And also not getting too tied to any one song. You know, I think we mm. all do that. Starting off like, oh my gosh, this is the song of my career. <laughs> and, and you realize, okay, now I'm like, okay, I put everything I've got into that song. And now what? Guess what? I'm going to move on and kind of just yeah. let it sit for a while. <laughs> um and put my all into another song and then let that one yeah. sit and move on from it and being able to, to do that. Um, it's, yeah. it took me a while to, to do that, but now I realize that there is value in, um, in, uh, quantity and quality and, um, and being able to move on and set one aside and just try to make the next one better. Yeah. I think, um, I think all songwriters probably fall into the trap, especially early on where it's like, Oh, this is going to be my hit song. And then like, yeah. Oh Yeah. I expectations on it, but I, I think I agree. It's like write a song, do your best. Once it's released, I mean, if you can get it released, then it's like you actually have very little control over what what happens to it out there. I mean, you can give it as much promotion and PR and all that sort of stuff as possible. Yeah. But really, if it starts to sit with people, they will listen. They will start to share, and then yeah. it'll it'll have its own life. And um, you may never. It's one of those things. It's like with kids you may never know the full impact of what your song does once it's left your hands. Um, mm. And it, and hopefully it will live on long after you. And that is like, that's all art, you know, mm-hmm. all art, everything you get to create usually will long last after you're gone, just like our children hopefully will. <laughs> oh, and, you know, absolutely. it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Last question. This is around influences. If you could co-write with anyone, dead or alive, who would it be and why? <laughs> I would say Taylor Swift. Really? Um, yes, I would. I just love the fact that she's constantly growing, constantly experimenting with her styles, that she embraces the best of country and the roots of country and embraces the best of pop and hip hop and is constantly learning and growing and her lyrics. And I just feel like I would be comfortable in a room with her surprisingly, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, and that she could kind of help me be playful with my lyrics and with my ideas and, Mm -hmm. and help bring things out of me um, as a co-writer that I would love. And I just, I don't know, I just, I think she's so professional and cares so much about other people and her fans. Um, And um, one thing I'm I'm fascinated, I've always been fascinated by 
the feeling or the emotion of longing. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, they're just something like sad and sweet and painful, but beautiful. And I think I love songs that have some element of longing that drives mm-hmm. them. And I think a lot of her songs do that. And that's just kind of a emotion that fascinates me and that is mm-hmm. woven through, I think, a lot of her songs in some ways. Um, and um yeah, I just have a lot of admiration for her as an artist and a writer. I just think mm-hmm. her writing is fantastic and her her new album, how she's just kind of always rediscovering herself. Um, I think she'd be really fun to write with. Amazing. Well, I'm, I know that you'll be listening to this. So <laughs> Mary Haller wants to write with you, Taylor. Uh, um, and and I, I love all the things that you said. I think I have to agree. Um, she's very inspirational and she's done a lot of hard work and yeah she's yeah, and I think she pushes so herself to, yeah I think she pushes herself to be better mm. in a lot, a lot of ways I don't think she takes things for granted and yeah but, yeah it's inspirational and we should all all be trying to do that we should all be trying to be better and um constantly learn and evolve so mm. that's beautiful um is there anything else that you're doing at the moment or um, what are your, what does your life look down at the, like at the moment in lockdown? Oh, you know, it's, it's great. Like I said, I'm taking this class and learning more about film and TV. I'm doing some more solo writing. I'm doing zoom writing. Um, I've had some, you know, just found out about a couple more cuts coming out that I'm really excited about. Um, uh, you know, spending time with my daughter, um, even, the summer was a real gift. Um, mm-hmm. I had more time with her. That was really special. Um, uh, yeah, just you know, kind of organizing my files and getting my um, song files together a little bit better, learning more about the business. Um, mm. Yeah, I feel like there's been some silver linings, and thank goodness my family is healthy and, and I'm healthy and yeah. – um, you know, just trying to make the best of this. I miss going to Nashville. I haven't been able to go there. That my last trip was scheduled, I think, for March twelfth, which was right around when things shut down. And I literally yeah. had it. You know, my flight canceled that morning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I miss I miss going there. But I also feel like, you know, I'm making the best of you know from doing what I can from where I'm at, which is all you know all that we can do. Yeah, and um, just counting my blessings every step of the way that I get to do this. That's absolutely amazing, and I agree. It's it's been hard. I wanted to come back to Nashville this year as well, but mm-hmm. the world had other plans for us, Mary. And, I know um, we get to connect this way, which is really nice as well. That's great. That's um, great. What I'll, I'm going to put your website and your socials in the description of the podcast, so people who want to get in contact with you, you can do, um, and also check out your work. And um, there'll be a blog on the website, songwritertruth.com, as well. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say before we finish up? I'm looking forward to your song that's coming out. <laughs> um, and so honored to, you know, play a, a, a role in that. And um, yeah, I'm really, that's, that's something that I'm really excited about right now. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm super pumped about it. The, um, the PR all went out yesterday. So um, it'd be interesting to see what the response is to our song. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm grateful I, to Marty for connecting us, Marty Dodson and Songtown oh, for too. connecting us. I will forever be grateful to Marty um, and Songtown for everything they've done because they inspired me and gave me the courage to do what I'm doing now. And I think to inspire anyone is 
the greatest gift. And the, the thing is about inspiration is you don't have to do anything. Just be you truly <laughs> and, and be open and honest and share your gifts with the world. And just by simply doing that one thing, you will in naturally inspire other people. Um, so that's kind of my my goal for life is to inspire others just by being me. <laughs> but I being love that. Only. Don't be held back by fear. Um, I, I have um, a part of my um, website too where I have um, songwriter links and I mentioned some of the wonderful organizations and mentors who have been part of my journey that I really wanted to, you know, give, give some credit to and um, right. been really helpful. So that's in my website too. Great. And see all the more resources for people to be able to find and use yeah. and learn like we've been talking about. So it's fantastic. Thank you so much for giving us your time and sharing your beautiful songwriting journey with us. Um, Oh, yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank, thank you, you, Ray. This has been a real honor and a pleasure, like I said. And I'm a big fan of your podcasts and just <laughs> um, really thrilled to uh, that you asked me and invited me. And I'm in some really amazing company. And uh, thank you. Thanks for joining our songwriter, Trist, today. To join the family and keep up to date with future podcasts, you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Please leave a review and subscribe. To support the podcast or contact me or our guest, please go to the website, songwritertrists.com. Crowd, no one can hear me. Wish I could